Good evening, everyone. Welcome. Today's Wednesday. It is the day of the week when we get together, hang out, talk a little bit about English, and learn a little something. Hi, partner. How are you, partner? Okay, I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> Not my problem. So, guys, welcome to this week's live. Today, we're going to be talking about phrasal verbs in the workplace. The ones that, you know, to start off, because this is the first time we talk about phrasal verbs like that, um, these are essential phrasal verbs that, you know, uh, the ones that I chose because we, we chose, each of us chose a couple or more than a couple. I found the ones that I chose to be either verbs that don't really have a substitute, uh, let's say more Latin rooted, something that's more natural for us. We try to push it in, but just won't work. You have to use a phrasal verb. Or it could be a little more formal. It could be a little fancier. It could be a little bit, you know, more sophisticated and richer. And MC, what, what was your criteria to, to pick the ones you picked? Day-to-day -day life. <laughs> meeting after meeting, struggling with those, and, and I don't know, trying to absorb some of those and, and, and have them be part of my routine and at the same time failing so much and also observing <laughs> others, struggling and also scratching the surface, not trying uh, to go fancier or go more natural with their uh, language and vocabulary as well. And mm -hmm. it's counterintuitive because I feel we tend to rely a lot on the free translation per se or thinking about, thinking in Portuguese and try to translate right away. Mm -hmm. And if you do that, you're going to avoid phrasal verbs so much. It's like going in the opposite direction for some reason. So if you're, you really need to be aware and get familiar with more phrasal verbs in order to uh, enrich your vocabulary. Mm-hmm. Awesome. One question before we get started. I want you guys, if you saw that we posted the prepositions video, I want you guys to send us a little heart right here to the right. Send us a little heart to tell us if you watched it, if you liked it, do the same. We are going to be talking about phrasal verbs then, which in my opinion and also MC, we've already talked about this. Uh, English is a very direct language, a very objective language, and phrasal verbs are also very objective. There is no rule as to, oh, phrasal verbs are more informal. A lot of people think that they are. A lot of people have associate phrasal verbs with informality. That's not true. Phrasal verbs, just like any other category, you know, of word, nouns, or adjectives, big mistake. <laughs> they are not um, all formal or all informal. Some of them can be used more informally, sure, but some of them can perfectly fit a very formal, structured, you know, uh, situation in the workplace or not. So there's no such thing. So we are going to be taking turns. I'm going to get started, and MC will also talk to us about her list, and we will be explaining the meaning, and I'm going to be showing you guys usage, sentences, situations, so you can not only learn the meaning but also the usage. In the prepositions video, I mentioned how important it is when you learn a new word to go to a dictionary and see how it works, if, it, if there's a preposition that comes right after that word, you know, how to structure it. If you use the object right after that, if you have to separate the phrasal verb, object, and then the preposition, these things matter. 
So getting started with the first one, we will be talking about break down, breaking down. So the phrase of verb break down, it means to explain something well, explain something in better words. Imagine that there is something difficult, like a, a big block of knowledge that is hard to translate to understand. You're going to break that down into pieces. You're going to process that and make it easier for the listener to digest. So instead of saying, I'm going to explain this to you, I'm going to explain this data, I'm going to explain the number, you use breakdown. Let me break down the figures. Let me break down the numbers. I'm going to break down the recently studied data, which means I will be simplifying, summarizing, going straight to the, straight to the point and making it easier for you to understand. To bring about. Oh, can I also mention something about the breakdown? Sure. Something that we talk a lot about at work is how to break down a problem. So mm -hmm. in order to find a root cause, before finding the root cause of a problem, you have to kind of break down the problem in uh, smaller pieces. Yeah, so you have like a focused, uh, you focus your analysis in one section of the whole problem. So the breakdown is really common as well in that context. Awesome. Really cool too. see a real-life situation, you know, the idiom going a little bit beyond the dictionary, you know, going into a real-life situation. The next phrasal verb is to bring about. To bring about literally, mean, literally means cause to happen. We are going to substitute the word cause for bring about. What's the difference here? It's more formal. How can we bring about a change in attitudes? How can we cause that to happen? How can we change? How can it cause a change in attitudes? The fear of coronavirus has brought about a lot of anxiety to bring about, to cause, to happen. To call off. All right. So here uh, I selected call off because I think it's uh, it's not essential. We, we all live with like using cancel all around. But the problem is, well, call off uh, to native speakers. It can ring a bell much faster. And also, like, you change you very, your vocabulary as well. So you can show that you really nail everything, not only, like, the basic um, of the language. So call off, instead of saying cancel, I'm going to call off the meeting uh, because we don't have enough people today. I'm going to call off the event because it used to be in presence and now we can no longer host events with more than 50 people or something like that, you know? So call off, we can, um, we can say every time we want to cancel something. Perfect. Many meetings have been called off due to recent events. And you didn't even tell me to write that. I wrote it on my own. See? We are so in sync. To carry on. To carry on means to continue. It basically means to continue. Okay, no, actually, I wanted to say something about call off. Okay, I like to to think of logic to get us to really understand and master the word and not forget. First of all, to call, I mean, actually, a call is also a decision. And off is the opposite of on. When I say that an event, an appointment is on, it means it's going to happen. So even though they had a big fight, the wedding is still on which means they're going to get married. So when I say call off, I can associate that with off with the event, and that's my decision. I am deciding to off with its head, you know, to cancel the event. So that might help you guys remember the, the phrasal verb. 
To carry on, it means to continue. It's a little bit more formal than to say continue or keep on doing something. And it can be used in a conversation also to give the other person permission to speak if there has been some kind of interruption. So you say, carry on, please. Continue, carry on. Or you can also say, well, carrying on with the topic, which means, right, continuing on that same logic. We are carrying on with the initial idea. So instead of saying continue, we say carry on. But attention, we also need, look, preposition, carrying on with something. If you use the object, you will need preposition with. And Renata, one question. Can we use, uh, still on the call off example, can we use call on? No, I just saw the, the question here. No, we can't. We have to say set up, set arrange a meeting, but we, don't, we do not use call on. Good question, Rachel. Thanks for asking. Next one. Next one, to come across. Also mine, right? Yes, it's yours. Go ahead. The best verb ever. Instead of saying to be faced with, you know, to meet. That would be the, the most, uh, you know, the, the, the association that we, we would make in Portuguese. Um, you say, for example, I read some information about the performance of the product, you know, saying like where you got that information. Instead of saying that, you just say, I came across some information about the performance of the product. So you just want to tell them that you met, please imagine a hundred air quotes while I say this, because it's not, you cannot use me, you can't substitute it, but that's the idea. I was faced with that. Um, someone sent me an email about the situation. That's so basic. You know, someone sent me an email. Does it matter who did what? You know, how you, you found out? You just know the information. You are aware of it. I came across some information about this situation. We need to be prepared because another crisis may happen in the future. We need to be prepared because we may come across another crisis in the future. So we may be faced with that. We may handle, need to handle that. But it's really useful. You, you can use it all the time. Um, and I really like that verb. Renata, I have a question about um, come across. Uh, we're talking about come across, and all the examples are related to things. I'm going to come across information, come across emails, come across uh, data or something like that. Can I come mm -hmm. across someone? No, you can't. Or you run, am I going to run, run into, into Mm -hmm. Exactly. That's actually a good question because that's precisely the difference between them. Uh, come across and run into, you know, it, it's kind of like that. You meet by accident something in life, you come across something uh, and someone, you run into someone. So take that note, write that down. It's going to be important for you. If you run into someone, that person is like, okay, I just... I just met that person right away. We we just we were just crossing paths in the in the hall, and then we ran into each other. So that's people, and then come across information. Mm-hmm. Wait, wait. Is, a is that Anita? Is, Anita's joining us because it's shoulders poderosas. <laughs> we have a challenge for you, MC. Oh come on! I wasn't prepared. <laughs> Oh, you're going to nail it. Okay, oh, so we have, we have a tweet from uh, uh, Jimmy Fallon's show. I don't know if you know it, but they have this segment called the hashtags where they throw a topic like this one is why I got fired. And they people send tweets and he posts the tweets 
to either the, the their website or he talks you know he shows them on the show so read for me please okay so the tweet is about okay my friend got hired to paint the sign for a family owned hardware store he spent four hours working on it and didn't notice he'd spelled their name wrong <laughs> that's why he got fired so try it's a challenge okay try to you know, fit the word come across in that story. Okay. <laughs> oh, so, my friend got hired to paint the sign for a family-owned hardware store. He spent four hours working on it and didn't come across the right name or... No. He spent four hours working on it and he didn't come across checking the right spelling maybe just the right spelling he didn't come across the right spelling so maybe that's why he made the mistake that's a possibility yeah. so he never got well, to what? see you know the, yeah. maybe they just told him he never came across the written form you know the right spelling paper that actually had the, the spelling or yeah. you can say that the family just came across that big sign you know like out of the blue they just saw it that beautiful ugly or Terrible job that was done. Okay, so, so they from, came across from zero to ten. What's my situation. score? <laughs> well, for the, for the first of all, you I, I did it as a surprise. You didn't know. That's why that's why it's so much fun. See, and so I w I would give you an you know seven and a half for trying. Okay, thank <laughs> you. I'll do my best next time. And this okay. is what happens. You come prepared. You have your your script here, <laughs> and then she does that. Yes. God, please, please don't surprise me. <laughs> But you can surprise me, no problem, because we're here to learn together and everyone can see the struggle. Exactly. All right, That's so come yours. along. And by the way, the phrasal verbs that I selected here, some of them I don't even use that much. It's, <laughs> but as I was, I was trying to pay attention during my meetings, I was like, well, you know what? I never use that phrasal verb, but this is so useful. So this is one. For example, I always say, like, okay, how is the pro how is the project going? How is this task going? Or how are we moving forward with this? But then I never say, how is this coming along? And and this is such a nice way to say this. And, and it's so simple. And it's just a phrasal verb that can change sometimes the way and vary the way you communicate. So you try to avoid those addictions. And it's it's a nice way. It's a nice opportunity. How is it coming along? Perfect. Instead of like, is it meeting the deadline? How is it going? Are we are we? Are we meeting the, 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 the target or something like that? The, it's a very generic and broad question. Mm -hmm. uh, but it's also helpful if you're just like on the surface and you don't want to like deep details. And sometimes you just want the person to say, you know, how things are, are going. You don't want to yeah. be too specific in the question. And how are things going? How is it going? It's, it's like you say, hey, how's it going as a greeting? Yes. So, you know. And And also, it's like a transition um, sentence as well that can be used with this phrasal verb, right? Let's say I'm, I'm in a meeting and it's, it's my turn to say something, but then I'm done and I'm finished. Instead of like, I'm finished, I'm done, and then awkward moment in the room because nobody knows what's next. Oh, it's like, okay, and Renata, 
uh, how is it coming along? Um, how is your, is your project coming along or how is your deliverable coming along? Because then I transition in a nice way to the next person to speak. Absolutely. Okay. Next one. I should have prepared a challenge for you, right? <laughs> uh, okay. No, no fair in here. No fair. Come up, happen. Basically, guys, to come up means um, a new event or a surprising event that happens, that comes along, that, that comes up. It's less formal than happen, and it can sound a little less serious. You know, instead of saying, like, what's happening? I mean, sorry, not what's happened. Like, uh, what happened? You didn't show up. What happened? Like, oh, something came up. Instead of saying something happened, it's a little less, you know, severe, less heavy. So I'm sorry. I can't meet you today. Something came up. If anything comes up, I'll get in touch with you, which means if anything new happens, if anything surprising, anything that needs to be told, needs to be, you know, sent to you, I'll get in touch with you. If anything comes up, I'll get in touch with you. Okay, to get held up, guys. To get held up means uh, to be stuck or to be delayed by something or somebody. Simple as that. I was held up at work. I'm sorry. My boss held me up. I was held up in traffic. So instead of saying my boss was talking to me and I couldn't leave, instead of saying traffic was terrible, so I'm late, you know, I was held up in traffic. You just have to be careful because the same verb also means to be robbed. Just pay attention to the, the fact that to be held up in the passive form is also to be robbed. You know, I was held up in the middle of the street. Somebody held me up. Somebody robbed me. So just that. Next one to go over, MC, yours. So that's something that I observe as well. We tend to use, as Brazilians speaking English, we tend to use a lot of review And it's not a problem at all. It's such a great way to say it. However, if you want to change it a little, a little bit and spice things up a little better, yeah, go for go over instead of review once in a while. And then if you have a chance, you can say, okay, so let's go over the new policy that we have in the company. So let's go over the new document that I shared and sent as a pre-read to you by email. And we can use that strategy to avoid like review or other words that are going to suggest more Portuguese or Portuguese uh, thinking is going to come to mind at first. And don't you think that the idea of review is also related to uh, double checking or actually going back in order to correct, necessarily in order to correct? Yes, so that's another point. So maybe go over is like not necessarily we're going to do anything about it. It's not necessarily call mm -hmm. for action, but it's mm -hmm. more like let's re uh, review again. <laughs> let's go let's over the topics. Exactly. That's the beauty of, of a phrasal verb that, you know, there's no other substitute. So you just need to use it to explain it. <laughs> let's go over the, the, the some key points here that I highlighted. Let's. Yeah go over the main points or let's go over the critical part or something like that. So it, it's really nice because, um, like Renata said, we, there's nothing wrong with review, but maybe it's going to trigger a call to action in people's mind when it's actually just going over. To go through means to live an experience, to face, deal with an experience. The biggest mistake is usually using the verb pass. 
pass as we say in Portuguese. In Portuguese, we say live an experience or pass by an experience. In English, we have a phrasal verb and there's no way, there's no other way to say it. You cannot say I passed an experience. You have to say I went through or I'm going through a difficult moment. The company is going through a difficult moment. The market has gone through many ups and downs over the years. So it has been through or gone through uh, situations. So it's one of those that, you know, pass or any other verb that <laughs> comes from the Portuguese logic is impossible. <laughs> the world is going through hell right now. <laughs> and yeah. I'm trying to think how we would say normally um, if your English is intermediate. Um, yeah, but I think the verb is pass. You know, she's passing through a divorce or she's passing by a divorce. That's usually what, what you know, we, we think is the, the right way to say it, but it's not. To keep an eye out for. Okay, this one is interesting because it compares with uh, be careful with. When I say be careful with something or I'm careful with something, usually it's because there's a threat or, there, or there's something delicate, some, something sensitive, something risky. And to keep an eye out for means uh, be alert for something positive or something negative, a danger or an opportunity. It's not there right now, but you need to be alert because when it comes along, when it, when it happens, when it pops, you will see it. You will be aware of it. So the examples are keep an eye out for any negative feedback from customers. It's like I'm afraid it might happen, so just be alert. If it happens, we need to act. Keep an eye out for that. Keep an eye out for applicants that speak English fluently. I'm looking for applicants. I am selecting someone or selecting for a job. So go through the CVs, go through the resumes. Keep an eye out for applicants that speak English fluently. It's an opportunity. It's something positive that I'm looking for. So be alert. Keep an eye out for that. The for is not part of the phrasal verb. I, I put it there, but it's not. Okay, so keep an eye out. For something. That's the complementary preposition. Perfect. Okay. So you're, you're already helping us because you know the lesson of this week is prepositions. Okay. Oh, my God. I have a challenge. Challenge. Where's the noise? I didn't hear the noise. <laughs> okay. There, here, here it is. It's Anita inviting me to dance show this Poderosas. But anyway. Okay, so we have the challenge here. Why I got fired again. <laughs> okay, why I got fired. Um, asking Ryan Reynolds uh, for an autograph uh, when he was having dinner at the restaurant I worked at. And boss yelled, you were fired. I yelled back, totally worth it. She misspelled totally. We'll ignore that. Yes, it's, it's, it's not Twitter. the motif. <laughs> But anyway, so fit. Fit the word however you want. If you want to change the story, add the story, just use it. And I want to add, keep an eye out. Keep an eye out for. Okay. Okay, I'm going to say, as I was asking Ryan Reynolds for an autograph when, I was having when he was having dinner at the restaurant, I should have kept my eye open at my boss because he saw me and yelled, you're fired, and I didn't care, and I said, totally worth it. So you should have kept? Say it again, please. 
kept an eye out for uh, my boss. Uh-huh, okay. Yeah, because you said kept an eye on my boss or something like that, oh, which is okay. very similar, actually, but it's a bit different. Exactly. And if I had been in her shoes, I would have, working at a restaurant, I would have kept an eye out for any celebrity that stepped into the, rest, the restaurant because I would have done the same thing, you know, asking for autographs, <laughs> selfies, maybe, a little more I modern. bet. <laughs> I bet. Okay, next one, MC, yours. I know, and look at here, I have people on my side here, okay? Renata, não deixa passar nadinha. See, I, I was even like an actress here, uh, reading all of that, but I made a little mistake. But anyway, I it's am fair. I am aiming at excellence, that's why. And not I a little mistake, anything small mistake. <laughs> look into, really? that's your word. I did great. Okay, to look into. You know what? Uh, sometimes, uh, let's say you are with your in your academic world, or you are in a meeting with your uh, colleagues, or you are, um, I don't know, in a one-on-one conversation because maybe you are a coach. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, so those situations sometimes you have to kind of like, mm, I don't have the answer right now. But I'll look into that. Oh, so that means that's the expression you use when you don't know what the hell you're doing. Well, <laughs> it's going to give you some time, you know. You're going to allow yourself time. to look I, I like into. That. Yes, it's perfect. But anyway, and sometimes I myself, I'm going to share that. I don't use look into all that much uh, or at least not as much as I should. And instead of looking to sometimes it's like, okay, um, I'm going to take a look at that. But take a look at that doesn't seem like I'm, I care too much. Mm -hmm. Or it, doesn't it? Yeah, sure. Look into means to analyze carefully. Yes, it's like more professional, you know, like mm -hmm. I'm going to look into that and also come back to you and provide you feedback or provide you with feedback or say something like that. Mm -hmm. um, anyway, so instead of like, okay, I'm going to take a look or... Yes, I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna do my research. I don't know how people can also say this, but if if you're not prepared and if you're not thinking about it and not aware of how you answer to those situations, you can easily say something else that it's not gonna mean 100% look into. I'll check that, right? I'll Information, check that. Like, yeah. Yeah, I'll, like, check I'll check that. So like I, I'm in, I'm insecure. I don't know, right? Like take a look, I'll check all of those They they feel like very, okay, I don't care too much. I'm just going to scratch the surface. I'm not going to mm -hmm. properly handle the subject. So mm -hmm. if you say look into, this is a more professional approach, and it means that you care more and that you're probably going to look into and come back with more information because maybe there's a decision to make. Oh, this one is yours, Sue, and it, oh, my God. I just wreck my brains trying to understand this logic of up, down, forward, Me too, later. and that's why I selected it, because I cannot <laughs> say this even today. And uh, I, I, I don't know. It's like blue screen in front of me when I, th I need to think about, okay, I need to change my meeting today, okay? And instead of say, uh, we, we usually say a lot, like, um, instead of... Um, Let's have the meeting earlier today. This is mm -hmm. this is okay. But you know what? You can just say, okay, let's move up the meeting because I'm free now. Or let's mm -hmm. bring it forward. But the problem is it's going to trick your, your mind. Because if you say <laughs> move up, up, 
or bring forward in my mind all forward. you're saying is you're postponing and it's exactly acts, it's I, the opposite I, I feel the same way but you know what suck it up and learn that because it's very important in the corporate world I bet if you're like not even corporate, but whatever you do, if you have to interact with people, you're going to have meetings. And if you're going to have meetings, that those expressions are going to come across you anytime soon. Okay. Um, so I think you, maybe if you visualize like Google agenda or something like any kind of daily schedule up is earlier. Maybe that's the logic. Great. Great point. I, I, yeah. I didn't think about that. But anyway, yes, move up. Or bring forward, but the bring forward, I can't yeah. deal with that. that. That's hard. I have to, I wreck my brains trying to understand that one. But anyway, rewire your brain. It's important. Move up and bring forward instead of saying, let's have it earlier. Let's do it earlier or something mm -hmm. like that. That's not how native speakers say. Guys, if you have any questions, just write them because while one of us is speaking, the other one is checking out the questions. That's yours too. Okay, so put off. Okay, so that's the opposite of what we we're saying before about move up and bring forward. Now, if you want to kind of, I don't have time right now. I'm like struggling with all the, the all the meetings, or I have like a, a, a I'm firefighting right now. Can we put off that meeting and uh, until tomorrow or for a while or something? So put off. You can just say, uh, can we put off the meeting and then have the other person suggest a, a new time. Or you can just say put off until tomorrow or put off to the afternoon or something like that because then it's gonna, um, uh, people are gonna understand what you need. And like I said, Portuguese speakers, we try or we tend to use postpone a lot, but put off is what I hear the most. I highlighted the word until because it's, like I said, counterintuitive. Uh, let's put off until tomorrow. That's kind of weird, but that's the preposition that we use. So um, when you're learning the new word, go to the dictionary to make sure you know how to use the word properly. And you know what? By explaining the phrasal verb put off, because that's, uh, and if you join right now, all we're doing today is learning about phrasal verb. And Carol said she learned a new expression now. Maybe not learn, but she loved the way we used it. So explaining put off, she learned firefighting. Yes. So that's a lot of the things I do on a daily basis. Fire fight. <laughs> so rely on. It's also so, I don't know, I, I love to use rely on, especially on meetings and everything else, because it creates, and maybe it's in my mind, and Renata, you can tell me if I'm wrong, a trustworthy environment, you know? Because mm -hmm. then it's like, okay, I, I have, um, I acknowledge that I'm responsible for that. I have ownership. and But also I'm going to rely on, Chelsea, I'm going to rely on Trista because uh, they they have more technical skills that are going to support me, mm -hmm. you know? So I'm going to rely on them to accomplish something. Yeah. And so this is a nice way to say I'm going to count on someone as well, which, which mm -hmm. is also a phrasal verb, but then um, it's another way of using it. And mm -hmm. we don't use as much as we could. As we don't have a lot of information on the matter, we will need to rely on our instinct or rely on assumptions. Right now, we don't have all the data or all the facts, and we're going to rely on assumptions. Is everyone mm -hmm. okay with that? Can we move forward or make a decision? So this is another way to put it. Next word, next phrasal verb, actually, to run out of. 
uh, I decided to include this on the list because it's something that is very much mixed up with finish. The difference between finish and run out is I finish something that is a process, like a book. I start a book, I finish a book. There is a beginning and there is an end. When I'm thinking about quantity, supply, imagine that you have a limited amount of something. That something doesn't finish. That something runs out. So when you use all of something that you have, the supply that you have, you run out of that. For example, you have a limited supply of patience, don't you, MC? Hmm. <laughs> you have Let's a limited supply. <laughs> you have a limited supply of battery. Your phone can only work for a number of hours. Your ideas, you can also run out of ideas. You can also run out of hand sanitizer, as Marcel is or running out of paper. toilet paper. Exactly. So there is a limit, limited amount. But what is interesting about this verb, and I decided to include here, is the structure of the verb. We can say someone runs out of something. For example, none of my suggestions worked, but I have run out of ideas. I don't, you know, I don't have any more ideas in my head to help. So I have run out of ideas. That's one way to say it. Or you can just say that that's something ran out or is running out or will run out. So my food supplies are running out. That's true. I have to go to the supermarket because the next delivery day is Saturday and I can't wait until Saturday. So my food supplies are running out. How else can I say that? I am running out of food supplies. My food, my food supplies are running out. I am saying the same thing in two different ways. I ran out of hand sanitizer. My hand sanitizer ran out. We're going to run out of toilet paper. Toilet paper is going to run out soon. Oh. <laughs> okay, and sorry, I'm going to scare you with my big face on the screen here, but I just need to come closer so I can read better, okay? All right, so I need to use um, run out of, okay. I worked at Ben and Jerry's. Uh, it was my first closing shift by myself. I made sure to turn off all the lights and apparently the freezer too. I showed up the next morning and the entire back room was flooded. <laughs> oh my God, this is like so stupid. <laughs> That that was my goal to crack you up. Oh man, yeah. Now that I'm I'm loosening up a little bit, I don't care anymore. So about imagine mistakes. Imagine the next day, the first client that walked into the store. What did they have to tell that client? Okay, so I need to use run out here. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm I'm struggling with that one. So I worked in I worked at Ben and Jerry. Ben and Jerry's when, is an ice cream shop. The the ice cream melted. No, I know, but running out of what? Um, brain? Of ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, you, oh, okay, I, I understand where you want to get. Okay, because I was like, oh, that person ran out of what? Energy? And that person is like stupid enough to do that? But anyway, <sighs> okay, so I, <laughs> I worked at Ben and Jerry's. It was my first closing shift by myself. I made sure to turn off all the lights and apparently the freezer too. I showed up the next day, uh, the next morning. And the entire back room was flooded with melted ice cream. You know what? 
we ran out of ice cream. And it's easier we, than to say we, we melted the ice cream. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. We ran out of ice cream and we didn't have anything else to sell. Exactly. So they ran See? out of ice cream. Dumb people's problems. <laughs> okay. What's my score now? Like it's 10. A big 10. Oh. Hmm. A plus. I did better before. How come now it's 10? Because you laughed at my joke. Oh, yeah. It was really good. Good, good choice. <laughs> take over yours. Take over. Take over. Now I'm going to take over because it's my turn. Anyway, so this is a nice way to say it. Um, sometimes we're, uh, when we're struggling, trying to find um, a way to say, okay, I'm going to be in charge, or this is going to be my responsibility, or something like that, just say take over, because it's not, it, it's nice, it's neutral, and it, it sends the message that is necessary, okay? So, um, you know what, um, Renata, I can take over from here, and then, You're free to go because I know you have to run some errands. So this can be a way to say it. So it's mm -hmm. neutral, you know? So you avoid saying, um, okay, so my turn. My turn seems like a two-year-old toddler in school, you know? In, mm -hmm. in, like, uh, my turn, my turn, or... Play Monopoly or... Yeah, dictionary. what else? What are, what are the options here that usually people I'll say? I'll do it. I can, I can do it. I can do it. Okay. I'll do it. So it's like, mm, okay, yeah, but generic. I'll take over it. It's it's more professional as well, depending on how you say that. So it's mm -hmm. a good option. Write that note for you. And the sentence that I wrote, if you have too much on your plate, I can take over. Anyone okay. who has watched our video with uh, 25 phrases, I think, for the workplace, 25 idiomatic expressions, it's a three-minute video with a bunch of expressions. That's one of them. So if you don't understand what I mean, take a look at that video. It's on IGTV. To take part. Uh, instead of participate, you use take part. Both of them are followed by preposition in. I take part in a project. I participate in a project. It's just a little bit more formal. So you're expanding the possibilities and being a little bit more formal. Nothing much, not too much to say about this phrasal verb. Just yeah, wanted to point pretty, that out. Pretty straightforward, but it, it's good. Keep that in mind, too. Yeah. Turn out to do or turn out to be. This one is a little more abstract. Uh, it's very useful because it talks about what happens at the end of a situation, unex an unexpected result. Oh, at first, I got uh, some examples so you guys can see. At first, I found cooking would be easy to learn, but then I discovered it was difficult. That would be a more basic way of saying it. At first, I found cooking would be easy, but it turned out to be difficult. So in the end, after some time, I discovered it was difficult. It showed itself to be difficult. It's a very common phrasal verb, you guys. That guy turned out to be Maria's assistant. Now, I have a question for you, MC, and for everyone else. When I say, you know what, that guy, see that guy over there? He turned out to be Maria's assistant. Did I know he was Maria's assistant when I first met him? No. I did not. So eventually, at some point, I found out he was her assistant. As it turned out, it's used to say well, what happened in the end. As it turned out, he passed the exam quite quickly. So that expression, as it turned out, 
is also really used. Well, it turns out I was wrong. As it turns out, I was wrong. At the end of the whole thing, you know what? I was wrong. And then... Actually, this one is not... No, actually, this one is not a challenge. I just want to show you guys, in this tweet, he uses that the expression more informally, incorrectly, grammatically, because there's no it as a subject. But read to us and see, please. Okay. So I'm going to represent all of you here, okay? So if you're making mistakes, my problem. <laughs> just kidding. Uh, okay. Thank you. Much better. I have no card at my office uh, to see a... Matinee movie? Matinee. Oh, so it's, okay. Matinee movie? Matinee movie? Knowing it would be dead. I was right. There were only two other people in the theater. My boss and his wife. Turns out my boss's best friend wrote Silver Linings Playbook and he couldn't wait to see it. Why I got fired. <laughs> Hashtag why I got fired. Why I got fired. Not even close, like, in terms of, like, how funny it is compared to the other one. <laughs> so, basically, he went to the cinema in the afternoon, sneaking out of the office, and he ran into his boss. So, nope. turns out, my boss's best friend wrote Silver Linings Playbook. So, it turns out, you know, what I found out at the end was that the, his best friend wrote the, the playbook, the, the script, and he couldn't wait to see it. So, this is... Very used to talk about the end of something, the final result. Do we last, have anything else? But not least, to work out. The last one we have for tonight. To work out. It's uh, also this, problem. but it's not this now. It's very used. So I, I brought kind of like the, the, the three meanings, four meanings, think of, plan, calculate, understand, because it's used all the time. The minister has worked out a set of measures to help control the problem. So he has thought of them. He has planned them. Usually there is a problem and a solution that needs to be done in that situation, that needs to be taken or found in that, in that situation. Uh, we need to work out how we're going to get there. We need to figure out. We need to work out. We need to think of a solution for getting there. Calculate or understand. We'll have to work out how much food we'll need for the event. We have to calculate. We have to figure out. We have to understand. The spreadsheet is very complicated. It'll take you a while to work it out. It will take you a while to understand it, to, you know, get it, really, to get to the bottom of it. So workout is very useful. And uh, we have the last situation, the last tweet. And I want you to tell me how to work out this problem. Oh, my God. I ended up my tax um, to my boss saying, like, I love you out of habit from texting my wife. <laughs> He texted back, I love you, too. <laughs> my bad luck. Okay, so th this should be why I got fired, too, the hashtag. Yeah. <laughs> I cannot believe it's my bad luck instead of why, oh, why I got why, fired. Why I got fired because my boss was afraid I would sue him for sexual harassment or vice versa. So, so I how to work say, out this problem? I, I don't know if I'm going to say the same, but uh, in my mind right away, I thought about, I ended up my text my boss saying, like, I love you, out of habit from texting my wife. 
Uh, it, but it worked out fine because he texted back, <laughs> "I love you too." Yeah, that's nice. That's cool. That. Wa- It, but it's definitely not what you're thinking. So tell me, <laughs> what were you thinking? No, I was thinking you could come up with a solution. <laughs> but it's it's great too. Actually, everything turned out okay. The, the the situation actually doesn't me doesn't need to be worked out because, as you said, it worked out fine on its own by itself. Yeah, and Andres is saying the hashtag should not be like a, why I got fired. It could be why I quit my job. <laughs> Out of sheer embarrassment. Yes. You guys, uh, so that was it for today. Uh, I want to remind you guys that all our lives also go up to YouTube and IGTV. Subscribe to our channel on YouTube because there you guys can watch the videos with captions. You can change the speed of the video, which I always say is a good idea to do. To watch it faster makes you you concentrate harder. Um, And also ring the bell if you are subscribed to YouTube because... A lot of people don't get the notifications and they, they, don't, they miss out on the videos. We have videos every Monday and every Thursday here on IGTV and on YouTube. And, uh, yeah, that's it. Thank you guys for joining us, you know. And, and thank you for participating. I know. Thank yeah. you so much. We had a blast today. Thank you. Yeah. We're glad, Kara. We're, we're glad you learned a lot, you guys. And we just hope you guys keep learning every day a little bit, a little bit every day. Thank, Thank you, guys. You, Thank you, guys. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. Be safe.